Hey. Hello. So, this is probably a terrifying question, but do you trust me? <laughs> yes. Okay, so first off, I want to say, I did do the reading. I just finished it. It was great. I definitely want to discuss it. But also, I have a list of other things I want to talk about. Do you want to just shoot the shit for this episode? Yes. Okay, I, I'm glad. I'm just feeling chatty, and I'm worried if we jump into this reading, I'm just going to get sidetracked the entire time. Mm, okay, well, it was it's it's a good reading. We're saving it for next week. Yes, so if you did the homework, do not feel spurned. We're going to get there. Yeah, and if you're only here because <laughs> your friend said, don't worry, man, they did an episode on Enrico Malatesta, like, tune in for that at least. Sorry. I mean, you're, you stick around still. Like, <laughs> yeah, come you're on. great. Give us a chance. But you can take off if you really need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're diehard. I mean, like, I'm. we're pretty anarchist normally, you know? Yeah, you more so than I, but, like, we are. Yeah, I mean, accepting. I think we appreciate that it's, it's the goal. Yes, yes. And for some, it's also the road. That's great. More on that next week. More on that next week. Put a, put a pin in it. Okay, I have a list of topics. <laughs> Okay, all right. All right, the first one is going to make me sound a bajillion years old, but I did finish Mass Effect 3. Yes, the game that released in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) I finished it 10 years later. Wait, so you didn't finish it before? No, I never finished it. I was like graduating college. I didn't have time for it. (laughs) Actually, no, I guess I wasn't graduating. I was just in it and I was just like too busy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen for me then. <laughs> That's I thought you were doing a replay like no. you had actually done all of, Okay. I wow. had never finished. Okay, listeners who don't know what Mass Effect is, let me explain it very briefly. So, it's like a sci-fi video game series. I think they started coming out in like the mid-aughts and um it's about a person named Commander Shepard and you can choose like to customize that person to be male or female and like whatever. And you like it's like a classic role-playing game kind of thing. Like, you make choices, it affects things, and yeah. Yeah, and it's like an early Bioware mm-hmm. title, so it kind of has that whole, like, dialogue system, uh, morality system of Paragon Renegade. Yeah, Paragon being like, you are you try to work together with people, like, generally, like, light side, if you're thinking of Star Wars, and Renegade being more dark side. And sometimes it's just like flavor. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm tough, so I say something kind of asshole-ish. And sometimes it's like, wow, you really did something evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you have to be careful <laughs> also let me get some wine because we're just shooting the shit that's gonna be the name of this episode by the way <laughs> shooting the shit <laughs> be right back all right listeners i have a an adult sized glass of rosé i'll show you nice okay so back to mass effect so yeah it's like a space epic the general story is there's this machine race called the reapers and they're like coming to exterminate all life (laughs) and you're you're fighting against that okay so i finished the finale mass effect 3 and there are three endings they give you (laughs) let's talk about these endings i have a lot of fucking feelings about them (laughs) and i really want to know what you thought of them okay okay i'll try to dig this up in my brain (laughs) okay so the first ending is you destroy all the reapers, which like, obviously that sounds good, right? But you also destroy all synthetic beings. And like, you had just brokered peace between like these two groups. One of them is like a kind of robotic race of people. So like, I'm not gonna do genocide on my pals, you know? Yeah, you 
you also literally, not that this should weigh in, but I feel like it does in an interpersonal level is you have like uh, one of the geth on your ship, like as a crewmate. Yeah. One of your pals is, is a geth and another one of your pals is a fucking robot lady. So like, I wasn't going to pick that. The second one is you control the Reapers, which I'm like, how do you know you're not going to go crazy after like becoming basically all powerful and like unstuck from time? That seems dangerous. <laughs> what, about, okay. what about that one? Did you like that one? That one was pretty good because at least the sentient, at least uh, the AI and stuff were still alive. Okay. And then the last one, which is called Synthesize. And through some fucking, let's just call it what it is, which is science magic, you you go, you dissolve your body, and it emits all your DNA across everything somehow, and all organics get a little bit of, like, synthetic juice somehow. They become a little more synthetic, and all synthetics become a little bit organic. Yeah. That's the one I picked. <laughs> uh-huh. I liked that it was transhumanist. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, this is how I'm tying back to the show. We've talked about that on the show before. The idea that eventually humanity will evolve past our, like, organic states and it won't really matter anymore. Yeah. Did you like it? Did you like that ending? I liked it. I, I Here's the thing, though. I will say I picked it accidentally. <laughs> okay. It was the one when they were going through the choices. I was like, that's the one my gut is leading me to. I did some quick Googling because, like, I'm a fucking idiot who likes spoilers. But... I walked, basically, in the game, you walk towards, like, the beam, and I thought it would, like, at the end, show me, like, the list of choices. It did not. It just, like, triggered that cutscene, and so I was like, well, good thing that's the one that I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Really bad game design on their part. I was expecting a very clear, like, ABC situation. Because, spoiler, and all, I mean, these are always all spoilers, so if you've listened for this far, For an old-ass game. Yeah, yeah, right, a 10-year-old game. All of them, except for one, you die. And even, like, that one, you might die, depending on what your, like, score is, basically. But, yeah, the only one where you have a chance of living is the destroy option, which I think is fucking bullshit. Like, if we're doing science magic, you can let my, like, little guy live so they can go smooch their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you do survive in the other one, right? Just as, like, the Reaper boss. Oh, I guess, yeah. But, like, you don't get to hang with your friends. who are like, a god, basically. That's not fun. Yeah. I felt bad because I romanced Garrus, and I didn't want to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) It was really sad. Okay, but which ending did you choose? My official one, the first time I did it, uh, I did blue. I did um, synth not synthesis uh destroy take over the The control the control okay control control one yeah interesting it didn't sound good no (laughs) but destroying it seemed worse and to be i did not like that synthesis came seemingly kind of out of nowhere yes okay so i was reading some reactions to this and that's how a lot of people felt because even like the way they set it up they're like destroy they show like a little clip of like you're basically your father figure in the sh- in the series like destroying something you know like they show like this is clearly the good guy move and then control they show like the bad guy the elusive man which like that he's he's the bad guy <laughs> you know yeah. like they're setting it up and then yeah synthesis had no I mean, I guess you could argue that the the villain in the first one, Saren, he kind of wanted to synthesize. He was like, oh, we should work together with the Reapers. 
Mm, that's true. Which a lot of people were saying that, like, why would I do that? Like, clearly that's a bad idea. But I was like, why? <laughs> well, <laughs> see, clearly in the morality of the game, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, they try to set it up with these characters, but then they also like spent a lot of time in throughout the trilogy of trying to get you to say like, yeah, but like synthetics are also cool. Yes. And then you're supposed to be like, yeah, but destroyed him so that I can save everybody. I, I don't know how you would go through all three games. I mean, unless you played completely Renegade and also like you just really hate robotics for some reason, you know? Which like, you can do. You I can. mean, you can play like a pro Ashley's original. Mm-hmm. Like you know, pro human. Terra firma, mm-hmm. you know, 100% of the way. <laughs> yeah, but like major plot points are about synthetics and like seeing them as people like especially like even in three they push that even further like you have a whole quest which shows the history of those people and how they're fucking slaves who like revolted and like that's cool that's cool as fuck (laughs) it was silly in the moment i don't think maybe this is what they were going for the whole like oh it's red blue green Mm -hmm. just like that was pretty simplistic but it was interesting how throughout the game, red was renegade, blue yeah. was paragon, and then when you get to the end, the traditional stick with your guy, you know, Anderson knows what's best and stuff that was, was red. red. Yeah, you know? I so thought that was like, weird. It was kind of the, you know, in a way a renegade, even though it was going with the guy you knew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Elusive Man, who's always been an asshole. And everyone portrayed his idea of controlling the Reapers as crazy. And I also, like... It's also not great. It's not. <laughs> like, who am I to be, like, fucking God? And, like, I, another theory that I saw in the fan fiction community, which I am a part of, <laughs> um, is something called indoctrination theory, which is that at some point Shepard got indoctrinated, which means basically, like, her mind got controlled at some point. And it can happen slowly enough that, like, you don't realize it's happening. And so, like, maybe this, like, child thing was just a fucking vision from indoctrination yeah. trying to get them to fucking save the Reapers. Yeah. I, I also <laughs> read in a lot about that in those days because we were all grasping at straws trying to figure out how to make the ending, like, Makes less sense. shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that does a pretty good job when your fan community has to do that much work to make your ending, like, good. Sounds like you did a really good story. (laughs) Yeah. It was not well done. It comes down to, like, uh, everything else about it. I mean, like, you are getting a big payoff from, like, I did all my quests. I assembled everything together and stuff. All that's great. That part's great. Yeah, and then you get up to the end and you just slough it off into three choices where everything like from that point on plays out the same you get the same video does it really i didn't watch the other videos no i mean you get the same you know blue video red video green mm, video okay, okay, okay. regardless of whatever else you whatever did in the game, else you're gonna see the same thing oh that's annoying. It's just like mm, okay like you know everyone who did whether you did the side quests for various people or yeah, not. Yeah, whether you like cured the genophage or like helped the Turians yeah. and the or the Corians rather, like all that shit. Yeah. Synthesis ends up the same. Control ends up the same. Destroy ends up the same. That sucks. Okay, I didn't realize so, that because I didn't watch all the endings. Like you should see like Earth rebuild completely or completely wiped out if you didn't do like all the defense stuff. Because mm-hmm. like three is all about building up this yeah, it's just not enough payoff, I think, for what yes. it's it's very much like a Game of Thrones season eight sort of drop of just like, <laughs> oh, here, here we are. We, we didn't know how to finish this. 
Okay. Yeah. My thing is also like, I didn't, I, I think maybe I'm on the same track of like, if you did everything to prepare, like, I don't see why the destroy option should have to destroy the Geth and, and Edie. Like, that feels like there's no there's no good scenario from this. Like, you don't get a happy ending of like, hey, I saved everybody and also like, I get to live. Like, I'd even take, I saved everybody and I die. Like, there's yeah. no version of that. Synth- Synthesize is the closest I could come to that. Look, I'll die, but it looks like everyone like really levels up, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my thing with that was just that it was so like, there wasn't any build up to it. It was just also like synthesizing seems like it would be a harder process. Like I could hit the button and start the process, but (laughs) everyone shouldn't come out green all of a sudden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the synthesis ending. So what happens there is, yeah, the, the color scheme for this is green, but they like, it's to a creepy extent. Like everyone has glowing green eyes and weird green circuitry in their skin and shit. (laughs) And I'm like, can we not like, we get it. You can just, Come on, maybe show one person with that, or like it flashes and then goes away. Like, that's bizarre. It's a bizarre choice. <laughs> and it makes it feel a lot more sinister like than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But in that ending, the Reapers now like work together with everyone else. Everyone's rebuilding. It's like, I mean, it's transhumanism. Like we've all like evolved and like, it seems good. Like we're all working together. We're all... Like all the images they showed were really good. And what was really interesting is I looked online to look look at other people's reactions and people were like, I don't think, like I don't wanna be a hive mind. I'm like, nowhere in that cutscene did they insinuate that we became a hive mind. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting that when you see cooperation, (laughs) you jump to hive mind, you jump to, they're like, why are we fucking holding hands with the reapers? And like, it's fucking kumbaya. Like it felt very like, anti-communist frankly like it felt like oh everyone's working together that's called indoctrination (laughs) that's fair yeah people do leap to a lot of just out of the blue negative connotations for anything that's like you know you start talking about cooperation or whatever it's like yeah but you know that you just be assigned a job you know Mm -hmm. or they, they just trot out whatever whatever vague anti-Soviet things that they heard in the past. (laughs) And there was no textual justification for this. Yeah. Unless you're like, well, the green eyes obviously mean they're like taken over or something. But I'm like, how do you know? How do you know they just don't have green eyes now? Like, (laughs) like it it seemed like such a fucking leap. Well, there's a little bit of, mm, there's a little bit of precedence for that. And, you know, I mean, when people get commanded by the stuff, they go all Mm. fiery eyed Mm -hmm. and everything when they get taken control of but it's not green Uh. yeah it just i didn't understand that immediate leap to to the hive mind thing and all that because i didn't everyone seemed to still have distinct personalities like otherwise they wouldn't have shown like the the memorial for Shepard. like everyone seemed to have their own thing going still yeah it's not like uh they became a it's not like they became synthetic and b synthetics are not a hive mind necessarily i mean some of them are but but not all of them Mm -hmm. so there's one thing that's just being reductionist about it (laughs) and even like the oh i don't want to have to work next to a reaper that killed my family and i'm like i get it but like if they're willing to help are you really going to say no to this super advanced technological race that can help us rebuild our fucking destroyed galaxy i think i would say yes (laughs) i mean that's a good point 
if you humanized the, you know, if you brought that down to scale to something we're used to. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Reapers are, like, fucking huge. They're big, bug-looking ships. It's, you know, we would say, yeah, we want to help people who commit crimes to not commit them any, you know, to not do antisocial behavior. Yes, yes. You know, we want to help them. You know, uh, what is it? It said in the the reading that we'll do next week. <laughs> Previews for, for next week. You don't want to punish, uh, you know, you're not seeing a rebel who needs to be punished. You're seeing, you know, a brother who needs to be healed. That's easier to say than to do. You're right. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> yeah, on the left, we have these conversations of like, what what do you do with like a reformed white supremacist? And like, ideally, you would take them back in and be like, all right, you know, that was fucked up, right? Like, don't do it again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's got to be a lot easier said than fucking done. Yeah. So I could get if somebody had wiped out like everyone I had ever known, mm-hmm. I might not be thrilled about, you know, building a colony with them. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm just saying the destroy ending also not thrilled with genocide, guys. That's not OK. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real kicker for me on that one. So I didn't do it. Um I did make a save file with that one just in case they had like a, <laughs> oh, you can play a shepherd if you. Yes, I was worried about that. Probably we'll never have to deal with that. Probably <laughs> not. I heard rumors of a four, but I really doubt it. Like If they do that, they're going to, you know, and they want to like make the previous stuff matter. They can always do like they did in that one Dragon Age where you got to choose like your mm-hmm. previous options or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They'll find a way to work around it. And le- well, here's the thing. I don't think they can do that because if you chose a synthesized ending, you have changed the game. <laughs> like, yeah, they're saying like, we're going right. to become a new thing. And I don't know what that is. Like it. Yeah, that's going to be too different, I think. True. Yeah, they really they really kind of tied the end off there. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think they can continue, at least not in that vein. They can go back, maybe do some prequels or some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting observation, though. Thank you. <laughs> I've been thinking about this like all week. Well, I guess for two days. I finished it yesterday, but it feels like a week. Anyway, another observation I had, because I am reading some fan fiction. (laughs) Someone was writing a story about like, if you picked the destroy ending and like the rebuilding effort and saying that like on Earth, it was very unequal. And that's totally how it would be. Like, you know, like the rich would, because like we still have capitalism in this society. And like, that's never really addressed. And I think that's... No, not at all. (laughs) It's not at all. Like, it's encouraged. Like, you can get get store discounts for doing advertisements. Like, (laughs) it's a super capitalist society. And sometimes they, like, you know, will have storylines that are like, yeah, clearly this business is bad and shit like that. But, like, it's, it's so interesting to me that, like, even if you picked... I, I think the synthesis ending would have to get rid of capitalism in some way. There's no way they could keep that up. I don't know. Maybe they could, but I, not I, real capitalists. I mean, they could they could do some sort of like market uh, market anarchism, market socialism, mm-hmm. some, some sort of like small scale. Luxury nobody goods. works for anybody else, but like, yeah, you can sell artisan goods or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, throughout the series, they still show like really poor people. They show like gangs and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, you can have Shepard like her background be like, I grew up on the streets. Like, <laughs> there's still mm-hmm. capitalism, and somehow we made it to space. And, like, are on an intergalactic council. That blows my mind. I don't think we would get there. Uh, I mean, so the idea is only that we got there in that we stumbled into mm, that's right. stuff where the rest of, you know, the advanced societies came in and said, oh, hey. <laughs> took care of us. But they are also 
I mean, they're not socialists. They're not. None of them are. Okay, I will say, the Turians are not socialist, but they're they're very community minded, which I like. They're a little too military for me, obviously. Like that's their their whole society is based on the military. Yeah, they're kind of fascist. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little bit fascist, but they are very like they're very community minded and stuff, which is kind of interesting to me. Like everyone feels a duty to serve, and like yeah, it's definitely like over militarized and over maybe authoritarianism in some ways, but it's also like I like they're very much like a meritocracy and like they don't fuck with corruption. Like I don't know, some of it's interesting. I think the game has a very limited scope in terms of its political horizons. For sure, for sure. They reduce everything to like, like one, they just reduce everything to what alien race you are, which like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, cool. But yeah. what what else is going on there? You know? Like you said, with when you interact with the bad businesses, mm-hmm. it's not so much like, yeah, but this is just, it's a business, you know, and that's, <laughs> this is what they do. It's, it's, it's a like, bad guy. Yeah. It's like, these guys are being bad and they could be like, we need a different leader of this corporation to be good. Yep. Yep. You know, or we need regulation to make them better. Mm-hmm. It's very liberal, the whole outlook of it. Definitely. Like there's even, do you remember that colony you save Zoo's Hope on uh, the planet with the plant monster? Mm, okay. Yeah. The good ending is like, they are still sponsored by the company, but like, <laughs> what is it? You threaten to expose the company for like being shitty and they're like, oh, sorry. But like they Fine, still we'll take care of our workers. Yeah, but they're still like under their fucking thumb. I'm like, well, this is not a good ending. <laughs> you still work for a business that keeps you alive. Yeah. So <sighs> don't go getting your revolutionary politics from Mass Effect Three <laughs> of or any of the Mass. Any of them? No, it's a fun game though. Oh yeah, totally fun. Very fun. I'm if listeners, I'm looking for new games. Hit me up. I want a juicy RPG. Something very easy to play. Yes, I do play on story mode for every single game that I play. I am very casual. <laughs> and smooching is preferred. If there is a romance plot, I'm in. Nice. Those are my requirements. Also, yes, I know about Dragon Age. Because <laughs> I asked this question on my Instagram and everyone's recommending it. I'm like, I know, I know. Hey, Dragon Age. <laughs> yeah. I have, trust me. Okay, okay. Next topic. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This one actually is a little bit more on topic. We, we, we shoehorned it in. We did okay. <laughs> we, we smushed it into our lane. <laughs> okay, so this actually comes from a couple months back during my research on food production. Um, sometimes when I'm researching something for the pod, I will just get on uh, Reddit and kind of see what other people's thoughts on the matter are and like the communist threads, just to get a pulse, you know? Shout out to Communism 101. <laughs> I frequent that to get <laughs> <laughs> to get answers. Yeah. But something that has happened most of the time that I go on these kinds of threads is it quickly gets to a scolding place of, you know, it's bourgeois to theorize about what X would look like under communism. Yes. And yeah. and our reading does that too. It is. I mean it is. <laughs> they're they're correct, I think. But I think I don't know. I I admit that it is, but it's um, fun. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is my point is I disagree with that take. I mean, maybe it's bourgeois. Maybe it's not. But like maybe bourgeois just is too negative a connotation. 
You could also just say a more neutral, like it's not helpful or it's not useful or whatever. Because the classic Marxist theory is that like, you never know what the circumstances are gonna be. So like, just let the circumstances inform. What I think is, it is allowing people to get excited about the project. Because like, imagine if you're all about a certain issue, like let's say you're like a teacher and you really like you're passionate about education and like that's like your thing, that's what you've dedicated your whole life to. Being able to dream of a better world in which people are educated like more equitably and like in a you know child focused manner and smaller class, like all the things that like you're excited about, that's really big. I understand why, like, we should say, hey, don't focus on that. But, like, I think we should let people dream a little. Okay. So you're saying not so much, like, we're literally trying to figure out and put together a plan and saying we're, you know, we're doing it this way, our way or the highway. Not so much that as, like, imagining, dreaming, what could, what are the possibilities that are unlocked once we get there in you know the future rather than yeah and and it's like multiple paths forward yeah yeah but saying like eventually this is what i would like to work towards when we're in the commune and i I guess i would add um like think of it as like these are the these are the ways open to us once we get rid of this monster that we're all fighting like we're free to do this or maybe that or that we don't like i think the marxists are, are still correct when we say we, we don't know, but we can come up with ideas of what together as the freed people can build, you know, uh, in that new, in that new world, we can come up with those like, you know, proto ideas. But I think the bourgeois part or the trap part of it is trying to formulate out ahead of time before you're in the material conditions. And then letting that like guide you, then you're kind of doing idealism. You're, you're saying, I'm going to come up with the idea and then implant it on the world instead of dealing with what you've got. Well, maybe it's, yeah. And I, I think this is also mentioned in the reading of like, let's maybe not get too specific with it. You can be like, these are kind of the, the again, the ideals mm-hmm. that yeah. I want to strive for. Yeah. But not in the negative sense. They're just like the. Yeah. The core tenets. Right. And I also think, so like one, I think, let people get excited about it. And I think a lot of times these questions come from people who are not sure about certain aspects of communism. And if this is the way that gets them on board, then like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I guess it's in the same vein of saying, oh, it's not helpful to plan everything out to a T. It's also not helpful to shut somebody down with kind of like arcane language, which oftentimes happens. You know, you'll say, well, it's, it's bourgeois, which for a lot of people can (laughs) be kind of turn offish. Like, yeah, it's not helpful to just say, I know you might be worried about your comfortable position, but don't. It's stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> That's really dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. Or worse, because, you know, people will do this and I think they're doing it from their their comrades. I think it's just that they they have a certain conception of it and say, well, OK, in an imperial core country, you're going to like, you know things are going to get worse for you or whatever. So we can raise up the rest of the world. It's like, well, that's, that's not a great, you know, <laughs> way to reach out to people. <laughs> yeah. Um, get ready to suffer. Yeah. Like y- you do want to focus on like the possibilities that like you're saying, like, what should I be, you know, what should I look forward to? Mm-hmm. Like, like how why could this should be I do cool? this? Yeah. 
like why will this not suck and mm-hmm. why will this be good you know yeah and like i think it's totally fair to have those questions because like we've been in this system for so fucking long that like i mean this just hasn't been done before i think that's a fair question to have you know yeah in our context or whatever i mean there are actually existing social states and stuff yeah but yeah like, uh, like we were just saying we can't predict the future and say oh it's gonna be like this like you and like you're saying it hasn't been done before here so our situation would be unique and should draw upon past experience and stuff but it's going to be a different thing and yeah people are going to be probably uneasy about it or wondering like should i you know should i be in favor of that like is that good like because a lot of people, you know, in that are asking about these things, like they're they understand, like they're intelligent people. They can see that there are big fucking problems. They wouldn't be on the the threads if they didn't. Yeah, they came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can understand, like, hey, yeah, education is fucked up, media is fucked up, like whatever it is, like it can't be like it is now. That's not what I want. But well, what you know what are we doing forward? Like, there's got to be a reason that it's this way. Maybe there's not a better way. Like, show me a better way. Yeah. And I just, I think it's really discouraging. I think it's like really just creates this kind of atmosphere of intellectual, like intimidation and stuff. That's like, well, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. So please leave. It's like, can we just answer people's questions, please? Like, come on, (laughs) let's calm down. Yeah, there's, I don't know. I, I'm of two minds of that because, like I said, I like that in a way because it does kind of keep me grounded and that, like, yes, okay, yeah, I'm not going to be able to f- figure everything out. Those guys, they, they're right. They're, they, <laughs> I, I kind of like whenever I read something, I'm like, damn, they're smarter than me. I got it. I got you. <laughs> but I can see how generally that is not usually going to be the reaction that people have to it. Usually it's kind of more frustrating than than that i mean i mean just to pull back the curtain i'd say maybe not half but i'd say maybe a quarter of our listener emails are questions of this stripe of saying hey i'm really into sports what's that gonna look like hey i'm really into you know libraries what's that gonna look like libraries are already socialist but (laughs) they are but (laughs) they'll just be like better funded (laughs) yeah they'll be cool even cooler and i think that's cool like whatever gets you excited about the project whatever gets you like I don't know, I just really, I really believe in long-term goals, <laughs> so. Okay, I yeah, I was going at that from a different perspective and maybe saying, uh, as a D&D DM, I'm all about the rule of cool, and you're right, it is cool <laughs> to think about what could the future look like. It's like doing science fiction or whatever. You gotta understand that your science fiction, or like we were saying earlier, your fanfic is not really going to be the blueprint for everybody (laughs) but it's fun to talk about it with your friends and figure out like hey what you know what do we think it would be like and even to write about it and like you know do serious thought and whatever and let somebody come at you and say oh yeah that's bourgeois that's not good like you're not helping that's that's fine you know uh you should kind of channel some of that old style confidence of old dead white men (laughs) because you have just as much right to sit in your shower and theorize (laughs) and come out and tell everybody the way that the world works. I figured it out, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, why not? We should do more philosophizing (laughs) and and just coming up with that shit because those guys did it back then. 
we're shackled with it now. <laughs> it's got some new new shit. Yeah, feel free to feel free to bullshit to your heart's content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think about the pieces of media that have influenced me the most, and I would say the dispossessed is definitely one of them. Like for sure. That is a fantastic example to point to to say like this is what it could look like. You don't have to say this is definitely what it's going to be. Right. And I think the story building of that book is rich enough that you can clearly see like well yeah, the environment definitely affected their ability to produce and like she did a good job building that out. But I think it's helpful just to point to of like this is kind of the the general vibe. <laughs> Maybe a little less hardship, but this level of cooperation yeah, I think you put it well when you said that this is like the ideal or maybe the tenets mm-hmm. that we're try that we're gonna that we can agree like we're gonna go work towards this and we can come up with all different ways of how it might look, knowing that no one exact blend of that is gonna be. It's gonna have some sort of a a mix of those maybe or something different given the circumstances that we encounter. But yeah, dream to your heart's content, y'all. <laughs> dream, keep sending us those what would this, what would X look like under communism questions. I like them. They're fun. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> want to go out and be bourgeois, you know, so, show your whole, as you say. Show your ass. I've never heard anyone else use this term, but as you like to say, <laughs> yeah, show your whole bourgeois ass. Have you never heard that? I've only heard you <laughs> use it. <laughs> I don't know so. where I got it. But if you don't want to do that, you know, put yourself out there. That's fine. Just ask us the question. Yeah, we'll do it for you. We'll do it. Someone will review us and say, too bourgeois. (laughs) That's fine. We can take it. It's fine. That's fine. We're not. But we, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we kind of are. We're, we're, what is it? Mark says we're bourgeois intellectuals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I've been called worse. Okay. I'm a middle school teacher. That's fine. I'll take it. (laughs) Okay. That was, that was that section. (laughs) All right. That one was fun. Okay. Great. This next one we could leave for a listener Q&A, or we could try it now. I mean, do you have more on the plate or something? No, or? this is it. Okay, well, we need it. Cause <laughs> well, we need it because we're only at 40, so. <laughs> okay, someone asked us what are other podcasts that we listen to in the leftist space. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, I know one of our mutual likes <laughs> is the Trillbillies. Yes, I love it. It's pretty much the only one I listen to. I'm kind of a bad leftist in that way, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. It's it's very irreverent. I enjoy it. Yeah. One of the things that initially drew me to it was that it's Southern. And so for us, it's like people who talk like <laughs> where we grew up, uh, but are just so, you know, different and like they're they're leftists and shit and <laughs> maybe when i first started out they were le- more left than i was I, they were for me for sure i was just like a socialist you know and yeah just that was that was a very refreshing combo to hear and they also talk like about more they, they uh they're not in like the brooklyn podcaster scene so they they talk more <laughs> about like you know local kentucky and appalachia stuff that's that is off the radar of most of most leftist podcasts, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's it's quite nice for that reason. So shout out to them. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'd say that that is one of the first pieces of leftist media I really started engaging with. Do you have any other? Or you said that was the only one? Or? I think it might be. I listened to the one with, um, what's her name? It was one of the Chapo guys and a lady's name who I cannot remember. Uh, Brianna Joy Gray. You're yes. thinking of Bad Faith. Yes, I started listening to Bad Faith and then I dropped off just because I have too many podcasts to listen to. Yeah, uh, 
the other guy got into trouble. <gasps> what did uh, he do? He had behaved badly. Um, and so he's just been never to be seen again on shop over there. So the podcast still exists. She just does like interviews with people. Mm, okay. Okay. But I haven't tuned in lately at all. Mm, okay. Uh, what about you? I know you have like a list probably. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, so one big one for me and, you know, where you were calling me bourgeois before, you can call <laughs> me a dirt bag now, but I like Chapo Trap House. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're just, you know, boys being boys. Boys <laughs> being boys. I don't know how to defend them. And I won't, I guess. <laughs> uh, just, if you like very heavy on the irreverent, <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're very left. They're very good. I like them. So another really big one for me, though, is Rev Left Radio. Mm, I've listened to one episode to do research for the Move Bombings episode. It was really good. It was super well produced, super well researched. Like, it was nice. Brett O'Shea does a good job there. Uh, And he just covers so many topics. Uh, It's always one of the ones I go to. I like to see if I'm doing a big history one, if they have anything on it. You know, and it's hard, hard to try, you know, to try not to crib from that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so informative. It gives a good background to it. It gives sources to, to delve deeper. So, yeah, that one, I recommend that to anybody. If you are in any way at all curious about even, like, Buddhism and stuff, mm. he actually has a few episodes devoted to kind of like that the practice of that and which i find interesting okay not the ones that i go to but just a side note (laughs) okay i used to fuck with buddhism in high school i could probably check that out yeah what else you you do trash future right yeah yeah trash future it's a british focused and they are they uh, the title of course is just kind of referencing that we're we're all headed toward (laughs) like a trash future yeah one of their focuses is on like uh, the complete stupidity, vapidity of uh, startup culture and particularly tech startups and how just complete garbage <laughs> all that is, how much money laundering and just like stupid finance capital looking for a place to Ugh. do the, the classic, the old Marx formulation of M, M prime. Was just like take your pile of money, wave a magic wand. <laughs> make now it's it a bigger pile of money. You yes, know? and so they just make fun of all that stuff, and and they're very good. Okay, and very funny. So I recommend them. Those are my biggest ones. Uh, there are some that I kind of dabble in as well. One is a Christian socialist podcast, Christian communist podcast called The Magnificast. Ooh, that sounds like a cool spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that one's a good one. If you're into that crossover, it's pretty cool. Luna. Sorry, listeners. His cat is just <laughs> walking in front of the camera. Here she is. She's so beautiful. Walking around, being good. Aww. Making meow sounds. Mm. Um, I also like, I haven't listened to him lately, but I was big into it for a little bit, uh, David Harvey's Anti-Capitalist Chronicles. Oh, okay. Is this that economist guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Old man. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, there's another economist, Richard Wolf. That's a different mm, guy. Different old man. 
David Harvey, he has more of like an old uh, British style voice, uh, sort, <laughs> okay. sort of thing. And um, he's really good at getting in depth about like, well, uh, the development of and, and kind of the paths that capitalism has taken, like an, an analysis. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very good in that regard. It's probably in a completely different, well, it's not probably, it is in a completely different vein in terms of like, it's not trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah. So are those just one guy? That one's just one guy, yeah. Yeah. So I can't listen to podcasts that are just one guy. I, I fall asleep. Okay, yeah. So that one's just one guy. <laughs> I mean, I know some people love it. I just can't do it. I need a conversation. None of the other ones are just one guy. I think that Rev Left very rarely has a one guy event, but he usually has a guest or something. Cool. God, that cat's being slutty. Oh, she just loves attention. She wants to be pet. She deserves it. Uh, Street Fight Radio, got to give a shout out to the classic. Uh, they are funny and leftist and good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My reviews are very impromptu. Sorry, I would no, put more into I them. I didn't prepare you at all for this episode. I was like, I really want to just see what he does if I propose this idea. <laughs> and one more that I got from their mention on trailbillies is subliminal jihad Mm, yeah yeah word of caution for you (laughs) if you don't want to see a cia op behind every curtain Uh uh-oh uh then stay away i mean (laughs) it's it's super i am i consider myself fairly conspiratorial not saying it's a strength or necessarily weakness it's just something about me (laughs) neutral fact this is far more conspiratorial (laughs) than i am so uh, and I don't know how much they're just kind of like presenting it just like, hey, what about this? You know, maybe this. But it's interesting uh, that there, there's some cool shit there, some real dark side shit. Yeah. Other other leftist media. I mean, we got Jackman, which is, you know. <laughs> they're dem socks, but like. It's can be good. Yeah. And they, and I, I definitely read them not in depth. And, you know, I, I skip a good chunk of them that are just like, here's why electing so-and-so is. <laughs> the best bet and it's like well okay yeah that's cute it's not the worst bet either i mean not saying that you know yeah yeah they're doing more work than i'm doing (laughs) i mean i just i'm on twitter which is i don't recommend don't be on twitter (laughs) (laughs) just just don't don't do do it stay away it's not good it's not leftist but it's like good investigative journalism and it's independent it's not you know corporate stuff is pro publica Oh, yeah. They're a good source. Uh, I, a thing that they do that I like, because it reminds me of me when I do the dishes or <laughs> other housework, is then I tell Abby afterward, I say, hey. Look at this thing I did. Look at what I did. I did the dishes. <laughs> I, I do did the whatever. same thing. We had a mother who spoiled us and did not make us do chores, so <laughs> we have to brag about it every single time we do a single domestic act. We're like Hercules cleaning out the horse stalls or whatever. (laughs) Check it out. I did all the dishes and I cooked dinner. (laughs) Uh, I I don't brag on dinner anymore. That's Mm. now in my, it's just my thing. So I don't brag about dishes anymore, but I successfully trained Kyle to compliment me every time I do them. He just does it automatically. So nice. Yeah, it really, it worked out. (laughs) <laughs> but um, what they do that reminds me of that is uh, they will, you know, frequently expose some big fucking thing. They'll be like, 
you know, schools in Illinois have been kind of loophole ticketing people, you know, ticketing students and stuff for, for various offenses and all that. And then they'll publish the, a follow-up story in a few days, a few weeks, however long it takes and be like, Hey, so since that story, this public official has come out and said, you know, and, and kind of like the fallout to their own reporting and like what people are doing to, you know, oftentimes change these bullshit laws and stuff that people are dealing with and, and, and that are ruining people's lives. They publish a story saying, Hey, actually these assholes are, are changing this or at least are saying that they're changing it because of, you know, presumably because of what we did. Yeah. Okay. That reminds me of my other topic. <laughs> New topic alert. New topic. Who dis? All right. I watched a documentary last night on Netflix. It is called Our Father. Have you heard of this? Uh, I've heard of Our Father, like the prayer, <laughs> but I haven't heard of the documentary. No. So it is about this doctor in Indianapolis. <gasps> the sperm bank donor yes, guy? Yes. Wow. Okay. That was dark shit. It's so dark. Listeners, this is a dark story. So content warning for basically yeah. assault, but we're going to get into that. So the story is this doctor, Dr. Klein. Like a fertility doctor. He's a fertility doctor. And in the like 80s, people came to him and he like was quote unquote working miracles. These women were getting pregnant. And the first couple of stories they tell you are that it's about they, they ask for sperm donors and he actually he uses his own sample instead. Then they get to stories where they didn't even ask for sperm donors. Like they brought their husband or whatever to give a sample and he still switched it out with his. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking dark. And he, they're up to like 94 siblings. And that's just people who have done fucking DNA tests. So like there's Mm -hmm. gotta be more. Yeah. And to the point where like, and they're all in such a small area. It's like, they're all within 25 miles of each other. Like there's definitely gotta be an incest baby soon. Like someone's gonna fuck their brother. Like it's just gonna happen. Yeah. That's wild. It's horrible. But what I wanted to bring it up was because to me, it was like the perfect, not the perfect, but it was a really good example of like why our justice system is just like a complete fucking joke. Because what they end up doing, like this isn't, this wasn't against the law that he met with some of his his kids and like he admitted it to them he like brought a gun to intimidate them it was crazy like this guy was fucking nuts all right he was also like super religious and was part of what's called the quiverful movement oh those guys are wild yeah they just want to have a bunch of babies to like go be missionaries i guess i don't know that much about them i think that they're (laughs) wild but i now i'm like maybe they're not (laughs) No, basically, they want to have a bunch of kids because, like, of one verse from the Bible that says, go have a bunch of kids. <laughs> That's not that wild, though. That's just being but, fruitful and multiplying. But I'm sure it's combined with other strange It's shit. combined with, like, racist stuff where they're like, yeah, oh, okay. we got to have That's... their white race. And... All right. There we go. Yeah. That... <laughs> there it is. There's eugenics. We found it. Never takes long. <laughs> so, yeah, he's also, like, an elder in this church and like but okay and like people are defending him because like he's so well known and philanthropic how do you say it philanthropic there we go there you go (laughs) but anyway so this thing isn't a crime like they can't call it rape because rape has to under indiana law be forced and non-consensual so they're like it wasn't forced like, it was non-consensual. Like, yeah. But I'm like, a guy put his sperm in a bunch of women that didn't ask for his sperm. Like, that's... I- <laughs> it's also forced because it's like, 
duped like isn't in most places like tricking people into like that's like uh i guess maybe in the united states we don't have this but like in other places if people like remove condoms or whatever like yeah yeah stealth stealthing yeah yeah so that's what i'm wondering because i think that actually sometimes can fall under the law too because of the force element because it's like i guess like you have to physically like hold someone down or something or like because to me, the lack of consent also, like, that's the same thing at that point. Like, you are being forced if you don't know what you're getting into. Right, yeah. You're be like, the trickery is the force. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You would not say, yeah, put it in me <laughs> if you knew what was going on. You're, yeah. you're being forced by deception. So, yeah, so it wasn't against the law, and it wasn't considered rape. It wasn't considered battery, which this part was crazy. This woman was talking to this attorney and saying, like, okay, so if I spit on you right now, that's not battery? And he's like, no, that's battery. (laughs) If you spit on somebody, it's battery. But if you put your jizz in somebody, it's not battery. Wow. (laughs) Because he did it in a doctor's office or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. It's like you lied on all the forms, though. It should, like, delegitimize the whole thing. And that's wild. Yeah. And, like, what they ended up having to get him on. And this is where I lost my fucking mind. They had to get him on. He signed something to the attorney general's office that said he didn't do it. So they got him on. So they got him on perjury? They got him on perjury. They got him on federal offenses of like uh, obstruction of justice, I think, were the counts. Yeah. It's like they got Al Capone on tax evasion. Uh, (laughs) The, what is it? The state only bothers to make illegal the Mm -hmm. things that threaten it, right? Another preview for next week. See, this is why I needed to do this episode, because otherwise I would have been talking about sperm in, in the reading. In the middle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They Meanwhile, they allow the, the grossest of outrages to go on, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it was really horrible, because they were showing the trial, and, like, this woman was trying to read her victim statement, but they kept interrupting her and be like, I'm sorry, this doesn't have anything to do with the perjury causes. And she's like, I just want to tell my fucking story about how, like, my dad is a fucking, like, is this guy, and I didn't ask for that, you know, like. Because, like, all the the kids are, like, they're all in their, like, 30s or so now. They're all adults, 30s to 50s, whatever. And they're all just, you know, obviously so fucked up from this. Like, the moms are all fucked up. Like, they interview them. And, like, it's it's just. Yeah. And the guy didn't get any. I mean, not that I'm for prison, but he he doesn't get anything. He gets a $500 fine. And he's now considered a felon, but no jail time. Like, nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And that's. what What do you think about that? So. Like you said, we don't want, we want to abolish prisons. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's very irritating to see very bad people not punished in the same way that people who have, I shouldn't say very bad people, people who have done very bad things, not punished, not punished to the same extent that people who have done way less bad things, given the system that we currently have. I think maybe that's a good way to put it because yeah, like I'm not horny for prison or anything. Like no, no I, I don't think they, those should they exist. Suck. Yeah, but if they do exist, this guy should definitely be. In and yeah, when we <laughs> abolish prisons, which should be tomorrow, I want to like remove this guy from it. Remove all the really bad people. Put him in some extreme therapy for his fucking rampant narcissism, megomania, whatever it is that led him to fathering a hundred children. <laughs> That should be abolished for everybody, not just the people, you know, I don't get to sit and say, oh, well, yeah, but you did, you did some really bad, you know, tax fraud, so (laughs) you're going to stay in prison. Everybody else can go, but, you know, I don't get to do that. 
Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. And like, yeah, it is really hard to watch these kinds of cases where like obviously you have a ton of like sympathy for the victims and like families and all that stuff. And like, I think you're right. Like that's a good way to put it of like, given the system we're in, like, come on, if we're going to be locking people up, this guy maybe should be in there. <laughs> Is that, is that, yeah, do you think that that's a fair way to look at it? Or would you say that that's still, I don't know, that's almost liberal to say just like, yeah, but we got to work with the system we have. And. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Letting him go right now is also not good because he hasn't done anything to show his atonement or reformation, rehabilitation, anything. Like, it's not like they're like, okay, you have mandatory, you know, therapy or something. Or you that's have. That's true. Yeah. There's no, there's no justice there's no, there's no, there's both no justice and there's both like they're the no victims were not yeah. compensated in any way that, you know, there was no, there's nothing good for them. And there was nothing for him either. Like in terms of like him actually being a better person. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think it's cool just to like let him go necessarily because like, I guess he can't, I mean, I, I, I think he was, I assume he was fucking, uh, his license was taken away. I fucking hope so. <laughs> would be insane if it weren't. But yeah, the the spooky part of the documentary was that apparently a lot of the people in the attorney general's office, they they kept like ignoring this lady's emails all the time and her calls and like no one was getting back to her. It took like 18 months for them to have any movement on this. And that was just because a local reporter like started hounding them about it. A lot of them were involved in this guy's church. And so there's like some conspiracy there. What do you mean? There's potential conspiracy of like they either knew about what he was doing or were okay with it, or they're like, "Well, this guy's such a good guy, I'm not going to start investigating him." Wow. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone from there, but some enough people that like this woman started doing some research into it. So. Wow, interesting. The far reach of the mm-hmm. quiver people. That was our father. You've gotten all the spoilers, but it's still really good if you want to go watch it. It's on Netflix. No, I, I, like I said, I thought I read about this. It may have been a different dude because I thought this dude was dead, but but even so, it's, it's so wild. Yeah. One thing that <laughs> really made us laugh is at the end, they're like showing the, you know, like the post credits, like the text or whatever, the epilogue text. And they say like 44 other doctors have been found to like use their own sper- sper- sperm in these cases. And they say... <laughs> Dr. Klein, however, is the most prolific. And I'm like, I don't know if I would have used that word. <laughs> it's kind of a positive connotation. Nah, they use that same one for serial Do killers, they really? too. Yeah, most prolific serial killers, you know. But yeah, it does have some, you know, goal scorers, <laughs> touchdown throwers, too. Yeah, I've always heard that word in terms of like an author or an artist, you know, like, <laughs> this is my work. I've done a lot of work. <laughs> hey, it's a living. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I have another one. Um, I thought we could talk about how we research for episodes. Maybe that would be interesting to some people. Mm, okay. I'd like to recommend a little known site <laughs> called Wikipedia. <laughs> it's kind of up and coming. May not have heard of it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you ever like just totally want to buster balls on this if you pull up a wikipedia article as you listen to the podcast you'll be like all right <laughs> this is almost the same <laughs> <did> thing <laughs> i think that you would have to do a lot more work on mine i open like 10 different wikipedia pages 
and I kind of corroborate between the different ones. For yeah, different I do things. the same. So, it's not just one article. I cobble together a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're not completely <laughs> not completely lazy. redundant. Oh. All right. There's also a great site. This one is actually okay. less known. It's also probably of more dubious legality. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Uh, but I'll just I'm I'm going to tell you like about this site. Not saying that no I use denial, it. No denial. No 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 confirmation. Yeah, and, and definitely not <laughs> recommending that you no. use it. All right, but it's called z-lib.org. And then it's like, okay, you want books, you want articles, whatever. So I usually click on books and go search for whatever book that I don't really <laughs> want to go see if my library has. Okay. Um, or don't mm-hmm. want to buy. And then you can kind of decide morally whether you want to go check that out <laughs> first or what have you. It's especially good, and this is, I, I will maintain that, that I do this and it should be legal if it's not. But, like, I have physical mm-hmm. books, but, like, sometimes I like to read them at work in my free time, but I don't want to, like, lug the book, so I just... Oh, you know, that's there, totally you know, fine, it's, then. It's, like, the same. It's probably not no. legal. But, again, putting your sperm <laughs> in someone that's without... By tricking them is Not anymore. They passed so. a law in Indiana. But who knows what other laws oh, there okay. are? Like, right. is it legal in Texas? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Anyway... That's a good one, Zlib, for for your book needs, you know. So you can log, uh, you can create a free account and have a hundred free articles per month. This is uh, like journal, academic journal articles JSTOR, on JSTOR, yeah. Uh, and they they expanded access during COVID, and that's oh, still going. Okay. Uh, so you can you can do that, and that's really good for you know doing more in-depth research on things. Yeah, I can't read an academic paper without wanting to die, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it does some good. It's not just like P-value studies, okay, stuff okay. like that. It's, there's some good, you know, there was some good stuff on uh, Julius Are Mary. history papers less boring? Okay. Yes, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just, they okay. do history. There was, I got some of the stats that I've used in various episodes on the Soviet Union, Okay, good, good to know. So JSTOR, still still helping out the yeah. people. Yes. Obviously, there's our old standby, Marxist. Yes, I always check Marxist.org. Like I mentioned earlier, I check out Reddit and shit just to see what the people think. <laughs> there's also for your more, uh, for your more mm-hmm. anarchist-leaning things, the anarchistlibrary.org. Yeah, some of those um, have free audiobooks, too. They had one for Conquest of Bread, I believe. Nice. Yeah, you can also on you, you can just YouTube some of the some of the really old, you know, classics like if you're just itching for some reason and people actually claim that it's that it's well written and kind of funny, but I've always heard the old trope of its dry economics is uh Das Kapital if you want to start reading Capital, uh they do have like YouTube audiobooks of okay. it basically. I've heard it's also yeah, I heard it's dry too. Yeah, but I, I I've heard from some people that like it's it's dry in the sense that it is talking about economics, but it's funny in the sense that Marx wrote it, so he likes to make fun he of people a lot all of the time. Burns. They kind of all yeah. do. I mean, the Malatesta guy did too, in my opinion. Not a specific <laughs> yes. two people. Like he wasn't making call out posts or anything, but like 
But he makes fun of like mm-hmm. entire categories of questions. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So another teaser mm-hmm. for next week. <laughs> We're just getting y'all prepped. <laughs> but yeah, process wise, I think we both have similar processes of I think just our timelines are very different because we're different in terms of procrastination levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we spend an amount of time reading and gathering and then we start making an outline and filling in gaps as needed. For me, I, I tend to take notes as I read just because like that's how I remember things best. I might read just like if it's an article, if it's a Wikipedia article, I might read like the main one all the way through and then go back um, just so I can like kind of have a starting point in my brain um, so I can kind of get the flow down. But yeah, that's basically it. I mean, you just start linking out sources. And for me, one thing I always have to do is go back and add add links that I might have missed or add dates. I'm really bad about because I don't fucking care. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I probably should say what year this was. <laughs> yeah, I started doing that at the beginning of like as soon as I pull something up, I'm like, OK, well, when did this happen? <laughs> so that I don't mm-hmm. forget it, too. I am fairly decent at remembering at least the period, but I don't care as much usually about the specific that is like my big pet peeve when people say they don't like history because they don't know dates and i'm just like shut the fuck up no one cares (laughs) yeah (laughs) like saying you don't like football because you don't like memorizing the stats of all the players (laughs) it's not important as long as you've got (laughs) like like, the general era right like no one's gonna be like actually that happened in 1848 like i don't even remember when the every time someone mentions the paris commune i have to google when it was because i'm like i have no idea but i know it was cool (laughs) (laughs) what else on my process yeah like you said we work at different places i obviously have the big burst at the very end (laughs) you're adding a note to your notes as we got on this call yeah so i always push it I do the same, I mean, amount of preparation, I think, ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, probably more. It's just, I, I'm i very hesitant about putting it, like, spitting out the words onto my notes, till, And then I try to do, like, a, a general outline. Hey, here's kind of what I want to talk about. Let's take a bio episode, you know. Here's the early life, whatever. I kind of fill that in of just, like, the bare bones. And then I go, okay, what do I want to talk about here? And then, oh, that looks interesting. What was that about? And then I kind of go on these side quests. And some of them fill up way more time uh, than others in terms of I really get far afield reading about just this very specific (laughs) branch or trying to clarify a fact. Because sometimes, I mean, the Wikipedia pages sometimes are not great. Yeah, they can be really sparse for some, some folks. Yeah, or just some events like in their life. And so it's like, well, I need something better than that. That's not. That doesn't satisfy even my curiosity. I don't want to just present this and be like, yeah, there wasn't much because I didn't see it in the Wikipedia article. <laughs> I so. find in general, too, like non-Western like events and people are left covered. Like my research on uh, Seto was like way harder because I had to like do some digging. <laughs> yeah, that was the same with Nureri. That was the same with um, Vietnam. There was There's just conflicting stuff in that a lot of times. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta pick one or figure out that if it's so conflicted, I gotta just say, yeah, accounts <laughs> differ, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it, and that is definitely something to always watch out for. We've talked about this many times is, is where your sources come from. Yes. And that's one thing that I do like to use the Reddit community for. Like you were saying, um, I like communism 101, 
you do get people <laughs> saying that whatever you're researching Stupid. is bourgeois. That's fine. It's a good way to kind of temper the general like anti-communist bias that you encounter in a lot of Western sources. For sure. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any other tips? Okay. No. No other tips. <laughs> we finished it. Do it just like that. <laughs> Follow this easy three-step process and you did it. If you're a Google Docs user, you can now use Pageless. I like that feature. I think it looks good, but maybe other people don't. But now I've started using it. I still do pages. <laughs> um, a dweeb, I guess. Page I, it's because I work in print, so I still have to keep that in mind. <laughs> mm, okay. okay, listeners. Well, I'm sorry if this episode was just a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not plan it. I just, I had two topics I wanted to talk about, and I was worried I would just derail the whole reading. So this was my solution, and I'm sorry if it was bad. But if you liked it, let us know. We can always do more shooting the shit episodes. Gives us a little padding on our research episodes, too. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I mean, conversely, if you really didn't like it, you could also yeah, tell fine. us if you're like, if you're like, you barely made it out of that one alive, like, please don't continue. Okay. That's you know, fair. We appreciate criticism, self-criticism. It's all part well, of the we, journey. We shoved some leftism into our topics, hopefully. Next week, we're going to get to that reading, y'all. So if you did it and you had your notes <laughs> ready, you're all ready to go, just hold on to them for a week. It's going to be fine. And hey, honestly, I like this reading so much, I probably will read it again before next week. So yeah. It's a pretty good one. What are you most psyched about getting into? My favorite nugget. There's several that I liked, but probably the one that sticks out to me the most is the idea of anarchy as not a plan, but more of a a process or a method, I think is the word he uses. So saying like, hey, we don't necessarily, again, know how everything's going to work, but this is how we want to get there. These are our core tenets. Right, and then like, we're going to leave it up to people to figure out based on those tenets what they're going to do but that's you know that's the direction we're going to chart i liked basically. it because to me it was the part that was most um <laughs> accepting of other leftists in general like it was saying like me us and socialists want the same thing like we might as well be called socialists like that whole section i thought was pretty cool yeah i definitely like how he tied those two together how he like repeatedly would, <laughs> you know, modern times infuriate uh, the ANCAPs, you know, with the anarchist part in in total quotation marks there because they're not real anarchists. But he's like, you just can't do anarchy without abolishing private property. And like, that's like a linchpin to it. It's like we are trying to basically do communism here, guys. And, and he he hits that drum over and over again. I don't know. I, I like that he that, that he's dismissive of some of the uh, some of the questions. Is that your favorite part? Yeah, like when he's when he's uh, talking about oh, what about <laughs> you get rid of the government? Everyone's just gonna start murdering everyone, and he's just like, uh, no. <laughs> It reminded me of like in the dispossessed when Shevex like, are you do you, are you planning to murder me? Do you want to murder me? Yeah, uh, yeah, and like, yeah, I love that part. I don't want to get too far into it because spoilers for next week. But yes, that was great too. <laughs> cool. All right. So if you haven't read it yet, don't worry. There's still time. We made this episode for procrastinators. 
<laughs> so yeah. Really, we're doing you all a favor. Anyway, no, it's... You're getting an extension. If you're one of the lazies, you know, and you didn't want to do the reading, you're free to do we'll that. We'll just tell you what it's about. You can still not do it. That's fine. Oh, yeah. You can, <laughs> yeah. You can continue. You can blow right past the extension if it's you really fine. want. But it's also short, so like you can totally read it. I read it like in maybe maybe an hour, but that's because I was like also distracted. So (laughs) my parents called me asking about paint colors halfway through. So (laughs) yeah, it's Anarchy by Malatesta, and it's on the Anarchist Library if you want to check that out. It's also on Marxist.org if you want to get it there. But yeah, free PDFs to download. Yep. Cool. All right, y'all. I hope you'll forgive our indulgences this week. Uh, yeah, judge not, <laughs> lest you be judged. Great. Actually, you can feel just free judge to judge us. That's it's like fine. Funny. Again, please tell us what you think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hey there, comrades. Just jumping in to remind you of all of our social media. We are on Twitter at Teach Communism, Instagram at Teach Me Communism. You can shoot us an email. That's teachmecommunism at gmail.com. Any of those places are good to send us an episode suggestion or a question, anything you think would be useful feedback for us or just your admiration. If you want to admire us in a public manner, and you should, you can go to Apple Podcasts to give us a review. It is the best way to help people find the show. Love when people write and review us. Please do both. We are also on YouTube if that's how you prefer to listen to podcasts, or if you know someone that's the only way they'll listen to podcasts, send them to our page. And we have a Patreon. For five bucks a month, you get access to our notes for each week's episode, including the backlog of notes, which is a very handy resource for up-and-coming commies. And at the end of the year, all of the funds from Patreon will be given to local mutual aid in the DFW area. So, ain't going to line our pockets. Finally, we have merch. Check us out at Tee Public. You can find shirts and I believe also stickers and magnets and all kinds of fun stuff with catchphrases from the show or episode art, stuff like that. The link to that store is in the show notes, so check that out. Okay, that's all the internet. Join us next time for another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. Bye, y'all.